Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K-Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Well, it's week 15, guys, and it's uh, Michigan Raceway, where we're going to be racing the hell of a good sour cream dip 400. So it's going to be a great show today. I've got a lot of things to talk about. The show is getting produced later in the week. So I have a lot more information that I'm going to go over uh, when we get into the race feature in the final segment of today's show. Uh, of course, we just got done racing at Pocono, where Jeff Gordon was your winner. Uh, it was the 5-Hour Energy 500, and Jeff Gordon gets his second win of the year. Uh, he got his 84th win of his career tying him with Daryl Waltrip and Bobby Allison for third on the all-time list in the, with the wins in the uh, Cup Series. So congratulations to him. He was an 8-1 to payout if you would have been smart enough to put some money on him. And I'm discouraged with the fact that I had him penciled in on the win card. I took him off because I was being very conservative with my approach on the win bets this past race. Uh, but it happens. He was one of our top head-to-heads, and we collected with him there uh, over Greg Biffle. So, of course, you know, it was a nice payday. We finally got a winning day we hadn't had in uh, about three four weeks. We hadn't had a win winning day. So our strategy was to go conservatively and feel good with getting a 2 or 3% return back on our dollar, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, on the week, it's about 2.5% return. Uh, again, that, that takes our losses for the year. We're still down on the year at uh, 4.5% uh, of our bankroll, but we're going to make that up. And we're going to do, we're going to make that up uh, this week from Michigan because I'm very confident uh, what we've got going for this particular race. Uh, we've been really working hard at this all week long, uh, as always. And one of the things that I want to mention is that uh, this week, uh, coming up on Tuesday, that'll be June 21st, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a guest feature with uh, R.J. Bell for the Today in Sports Betting. And I'm going to talk about uh, uh, NASCAR betting and a little bit, it's going to be real basic. There won't be a lot of uh, technical stuff like we do here on this show but uh, RJ wanted to get me on the show. I was happy to oblige, and we're going to have a, a great time. And that'll be Tuesday, June 21st. Uh, that'll be coming out in the morning uh, to you in the threads. So check that out because we're going to talk about the basics of NASCAR betting. Uh, I don't get into it each and every show. Sometimes I do talk about it. Uh, and I probably need to spend a little bit more time uh, in some of the segments discussing uh, the betting strategies and different things like that every once in a while, again, to repeat it because you never know when you get new listeners coming on the show and you want to make sure that, uh, that you've, you're putting out information that, that they can utilize and that they understand what they're doing when they go to bet on a race. Um, but it was a great race. 
this past week. We we had uh, Juan Montoya also one of our head. We we won on all three of our head-to-heads. We we scaled things back a little bit. Uh, we had two real big head-to-heads that won. Uh, but we were three of three on our head-to-heads, so it was a great winning week. We we knew we were due for one, and we're we're due to to hit a couple of these right in a row. And I'm looking forward to it because we've got uh, we've got Sonoma coming up, and we've got Daytona coming up. So that'll be a big show for July Fourth weekend. Uh, they'll be racing that uh, Saturday night. And then they'll go to Kentucky and they'll race on another Saturday night race. So a couple of night races, a road course thrown in there. Uh, of course, Michigan's a great track. It's a two-mile D-oval track. So it's going to be a great show. We're going to talk all about all the odds. We're going to talk about uh, you know some of the different chassis these guys are going to be racing this week. It's, we've kind of had our finger uh, on the pulse with some of these races we just haven't collected. Uh, we had several guys in the in the lead for the race this past week, uh, it di- but it didn't happen. Uh, strategy once again comes through uh, for the uh, Jeff Gordon team, and you know they really did it in the pits this week. I think if you want to, if you really want to look at what the difference maker was from Pocono, I'd say it was uh, the performance of the pit. Uh, pit crews down there and some of the strategy by the uh, crew chiefs so those those were the things uh of course carl edwards is still your leader in the in the you know he got knocked out of the race he had a really good car but uh it didn't last he blew a cylinder head and uh that's just one of them things that happens you know so um but we didn't have him on a head-to-head so that we were happy about that we had uh we kind of we kind of hedged ourselves by not having any of the wind drivers in our head-to-heads. We had different head-to-head drivers that we knew were going to run well. Uh, but that's kind of what our strategy was going in the race, and it paid off. Uh, but for now, stick around, folks. We're going to have a great show. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. Again, I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Well, week 14 saw the race on June 12th from Pocono, and it was the 5-Hour Energy 500 with Jeff Gordon uh, winning for the fifth time at Pocono. So that tied him with Bill Elliott for the most wins at this track. Uh, of course, Kurt Busch was second. He, he was out front for a while with the lead towards the end of the race there. Uh, Kyle Busch was third. Of course, the story on Kyle Busch, uh, after the race, he failed a uh, he, he failed the after-race inspection from NASCAR. Uh, his car was too low to the ground, and he was penalized. Uh, I believe it was six points for the point standings. Uh, I don't think that that made any changes to uh, where he's at in the standings, uh, but uh, basically... Uh, you know, NASCAR did come down and, uh, and basically, I mean, it was, it's a fine, you know, he was fine points. Uh, so that was that, that was a big story for Kyle Busch. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, was fourth. Uh, Kevin Harvick was fifth. And we talked a lot about Kevin Harvick last week on the show. Uh, I made a decision late on, uh, late on, or late in the morning on Sunday, uh, that I was not going to have him on the card to win. Originally, I was going to have him on the card to win. Uh, he had his odds had dropped significantly, 
as had Kurt Busch's, who was the pole sitter. Uh, so, uh, you know, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, now, there had been a lot of winners from the pole uh, at Pocono. So, you know, I just didn't think Kurt Busch would, would be there, but he was at the end. But they had some strategy late in the race and got him up there with some track position. And that's been the story for the last uh, four to five weeks. And uh, it could continue to be the uh, story as we move uh, through these next couple races. Uh, but Kevin Harvick was fifth. Dale Jr. was sixth. A nice run for him. Juan Montoya was seventh. Of course, the story on the week with Juan Montoya was uh, a couple of decisions to take two tires on a couple of occasions. He was out leading the race. He looked very strong when he was in the lead, uh, taking it over from Denny Hamlin, who who got into some some late race troubles, and it just you know they had a, a lug nut get stuck when he was in the pits one time and then that's that's what set him back first so uh you know pit crews pit strategy that was the name of the game from Pocono and and usually it is uh but green runs we had a lot of green flag runs uh clean air run out front that was the name of the game uh you know also up there in the top 10 Matt Kenseth uh was 8th Ryan Newman ninth, Martin Truex Jr was 10th Joey Logano he had a decent run. He was in 11th, Casey Kane 12th. Now, the rumor out on the street is, going back to uh, Joey Logano in the Home Depot 20, that Joe Gibbs Racing is right now trying to court Ed, uh, Carl Edwards away from Roush Fenway and get in the number 20 car and then uh, go to a four-car team, uh, putting Joey Logano in a different car. They'd have to get some sponsorships. But that's the rumor on the street right now, so... Uh, check that out when you get around to it. There's some information out there on the web. Nobody's nobody's agreeing or denying it, but uh, you know that is the talk on the street. But Joey Logano was 11th. Casey Kane was 12th in the Red Bull number four car. Uh, David Rudiman he had a nice run. We had him up there over Jamie McMurray for our, our third head-to-head. So we were happy to see Rudiman with a nice run in the Aaron's Dream Machine. Paul Menard was 14th, Reagan Smith was 15th, Clint Boyer 16th, David Reagan was 17th, Mark Martin 18th, Denny Hamlin, like I said, he he had a dominant car for the majority of the race. We thought we had a key win. Uh, we thought, you know, we thought there was no way Denny Hamlin was going to lose that race as I watched the race evolve, and uh, it all started with that uh, stuck lug nut, and that cost him some time in the pits. And then uh, I believe he had a flat tire, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, uh, the race was uh, the the race was Sunday. Today's Friday. I'm doing the show on Friday this week, getting the show out to you late. Uh, very busy, doing a lot of different things. But uh, uh, we've got a lot of good information to go over in the final segment that uh, we've never talked about on a show because usually the information has not uh, been released yet when I when I produce the show. But uh, so that was Denny Hamlin in 19th. Jeff Burton was 20th. Uh, Tony Stewart, he had a rough day, 21st. He was on our card to win. Uh, we thought he'd be a surprise up front. Uh, it just He just couldn't get up there. But really, Kevin Harvick, he came from, I think he started in the 32nd position, if I'm not mistaken, and he got all the way up there and got a top-five finish. So what a great day for them. Uh, and I mentioned in the last show that if he had a good run here, 
at Pocono that we might see him race the same car again when they went to Michigan. Well, he's not racing that car this week. Jeff Burton's racing the exact same chassis that uh, Kevin Harvick raced uh, last week from Pocono. So let's see if that can equate to some uh, better results for Jeff Burton because, uh, boy, he continues to... Uh, he just continues to struggle. Uh, this past week he had a, a, 20th, a 20th place finish uh, in front of Tony Stewart. And then there was Brian Vickers at 22. Brad Kozlowski was 23rd. Landon Castle, 24th. A.J. Allmendinger was 25th. Uh, some guys to mark note of that did not fare so well, finishing below 25th. Greg Biffle, 27th. Jamie McMurray was 33rd. He had a rough day. Carl Edwards, of course, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, they did manage to get back on the track late in the race with that Carl Edwards car. They replaced the uh, the head on it, uh, but he was in 37th position, and uh, so a couple of tough runs. Uh, Marcus uh, Marcus Ambrose as well. He was in 34th position. So some tough day for a few guys we thought would run better. I uh, thought Greg Biffle would run a little bit better than he did. Uh, rough day for them. Uh, that was That's pretty much it. That kind of wraps up uh, the uh, the Pocono Rewind, as we like to refer it to. Now, this, the show, as always, will take on the same the same format. We, we did the Pocono Rewind. We're going to talk a little bit about the point standings. Uh, now, they also did race this past week from Texas, uh, the Campy World Truck Series. So, We'll discuss that, uh, where uh, Ron Hornaday was your winner, the first time of the year for him. There was a wreck towards the end of the race that allowed him, uh, actually, uh, Johnny Sauter got, uh, it looked like Johnny Sauter was going to win, but he got black flagged uh, as they crossed the finish line, and then he ended up uh, in a 22nd place finish. So this was Hornaday's first win in 2011, his 48th overall in his career. Uh, Parker Kligerman was second, and he's a rookie this year, so that was a nice finish for him. Uh, David Mayhew was third. Brian Ickler was fourth. Joey Coulter was 5th, Ricky Carmichael 6th, Ryan Sieg was 7th, Miguel Paludo 8th, James Busher ninth, and Justin Lofton topping around, uh, off the top 10 finishers there from uh, the Windstar World Casino 400K, uh, Texas Motor Speedway. That was, a, uh, that was a good race too. It was an exciting finish because... Uh, there was a green-white checker restart. Johnny Sauter with the lead, but uh, Sauter spun the tires, moving out of his lane before passing the start-finish line, and basically that was why he got black flagged. And that you know you can't uh, you cannot change positions uh, you once you do the restart. Uh, so before you get to the start-finish line, so that's why he uh, he he got black flagged and, and put him back in 22nd place. And uh, there was also a crash that marred the final lap coming to line uh, number eight. Nelson Paquette Jr. scraped the wall. Guy and Trav Travis Koppel slid across the grass and back onto the track. And uh, they caught Johnny Long along the way. So there was, a, there was some damage that took place in, in the very finishing minutes of this particular race. 
but it was a it was a it was kind of an exciting thing to watch if you if you caught that race. So that was uh, the the uh, Camping World Truck Series. Of course, the Nationwide took the week off. They'll be racing uh, this Saturday uh, from Michigan in the Nationwide. And uh, I believe the trucks will be taking the week off. We'll verify that and, and talk about that in the uh, last segment of the show. So, uh, But for now, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <laughs> Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. This is uh, the, the part of the show that we like to talk about the standings in all the different series uh, for NASCAR here on the show. Now, uh, I've I, I kind of breezed through some topics, and I'm getting through these first segments pretty quick because I've got a lot of information to go over in the final segment like we usually do. It is always the longest segment, but... Uh, one of the things that I, I didn't mention earlier in the show, if you're just now getting on the show or you're your first-time listener, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm so very happy that everybody, that, that the, the listenership is growing each and every week, and we're getting a lot more people on here. But the objective of the show here uh, for NASCAR Weekly, it's, it's a show, it's a betting show, and it's uh, designed to help winners, or excuse me, it's designed to help people get ready to win uh, betting NASCAR, and uh, you know I'm an expert uh, at NASCAR. I've been I've been betting on NASCAR now for uh, 15 years, and uh, you know I've I've never had a losing season in NASCAR. Uh, we've been very fortunate over the years to to have a lot of success. We're down on the season right now. We're gonna get all that back. Uh, and I hope you, you will stick with us because the goal on the season is to get 25% return on our investment. And I can assure you that we're going to make up some ground here real quick over the next couple of weeks. So stick around. Uh, in the last segment, I'll talk a little bit about uh, a couple of strategies. We're going to talk about chassis this week and what the drivers are racing. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, who I think is the inside uh, track uh, to uh, take Michigan this week. Uh, but uh, really, let's get to it here for the standing section, uh, excuse me, for the standing segment. Uh, of course, Carl Edwards is still your leader. He managed to get back on the track. Uh, he's got a only a six-point lead over Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Dale Jr. is in third place. Kevin Harvick is in fourth. Kyle Busch, fifth. Kurt Busch is sixth. Now, looking at these standings, I don't know if it's after the penalty's been imposed on Kyle Busch or not. Uh, so he may have dropped uh, a position as, uh, and his brother gained a position on him. So the Bush brothers, though, are in fifth and sixth. We can safely say that. Uh, Matt Kenseth is seventh. Clint Boyer is in eighth. Tony Stewart is ninth. And Ryan Newman rounds out the top ten. So Tony Stewart dropped a spot. Clint Boyer picked one up. Jeff Gordon gained two spots with the win. He's in the 11th spot. And Denny Hamlin is 12th. Juan Montoya as well picked up two spots. He's in 13th. Greg Biffle dropped two slots. He's in 14th. Mark Martin was 15th. David Reagan, 16th. Casey Kane, 17th. A.J. Allmendinger uh, is in 18th. Paul Menard is 19th. Martin Truex Jr., rounds out the top 20. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Jeff Burton, to note, he's down in 25th spot. Joey Logano, 23rd. 
Uh, Brad Keselowski, 22nd. So uh, Jamie McMurray, way down in 29th. He's having a really uh, tough year for him, and uh, we've been capitalizing on that. Uh, and uh, we're going to continue to probably bet against Jamie uh, when we see the right matchups because uh, something's going on in that uh, in that uh, team this year, and I don't know what it is, but it's it's such a change from last year. So many races they ran up front last year, so I don't know what exactly is going on. Now nationwide, I'll just roughly run through the uh, top ten positions because uh, there was no nationwide race, so there's no changes from last week. But uh, Reed Sorensen is your leader in nationwide. Elliot Sadler, second. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., third. Justin Algeyer is fourth. Eric Almarola, fifth. Jason Leffler, sixth. Kenny Wallace is in seventh. Steve Wallace, eighth. Brian Scott, ninth. And Michael Annette is in tenth position. So that's your, your top ten uh, from the nationwide series. Uh, over in the Truck World Series after the Windstart race in uh, in Texas this past week, Johnny Sauter is your leader, and uh, Cole Witt is second. Ron Hornaday picked up three spots with the win. He's third. Austin Dillon, fourth. Matt Crafton is fifth. Timothy Peters, sixth. James Boucher is seventh. Parker Kligerman is eighth. Joey Coulter, ninth. And Brendan Gaugan is in tenth. Uh, Ricky Carmichael picked up a couple of spots. He's in 12th. Uh, Todd Bodine dropped four slots. He's in 13th, dropping out of the top 10. So that's kind of the uh, Miguel Paluda picked up four slots. He's 19th. Uh, Brad Sweet dropped five slots. He's way down in 24th. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt, 28th. Uh, a couple of mentioned uh, notable uh, names, uh, but that, that's pretty much it uh, for the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, so that that pretty much wraps up the where we're at in the uh, NASCAR 2011 uh, series uh, standings for each one of the different series. Uh, we, we've talked about uh, a little bit about uh, nationwide. We've talked a little bit about the Camping World Truck Series. And, of course, we, we took care of the cup. In the next segment, I've got uh, uh, some really good information you want to stick around for because I'm going to give you two insides of uh, who I think will win this race uh, as we gear up because we've been fortunate enough to catch some practices. Uh, we've read a lot about the chassis that these teams are racing, and I really think I've got my, uh, my finger on who I think is going to win this race. So stick around. i got a lot of great stuff coming up in the next segment. But for now, this is Kasig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Well, it's Michigan. It's week 15 of the NASCAR season, and it's the hell of a good sour cream dips 400 from Brooklyn, Michigan. So, uh, Michigan International Speedway, two-mile track. It's going to be a great day. It's going to take place on Sunday, Father's Day. Now, last show I thought was going to be Father's Day. Made a big mistake. Father's Day is this Sunday. Stupid me. I'm, uh, you know, always busy, always trying to keep you guys in mind, to keep you guys up to speed on everything that's going on. But uh, I really missed the boat on that one, so I apologize. 
But uh, you'll be able to catch the race uh, Sunday with Dad on TNT, of course, Race coverage begins at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, countdown to the race is 12.30 Eastern Time. But the race actually starts at 1.18 Eastern Time. And again, that's for Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan. Now, also on Saturday, you'll be able to catch the Alliance Truck Parts 250, which is the nationwide race from Michigan International, and that's going to be uh, on ABC Sports. So that'll be an ABC Sports coverage this weekend. Uh, that'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, all the events are always covered under the Motor Racing Network and, of course, Sirius NASCAR Radio 90. So check that out. There is no Camping World Truck Series race. We said we'd check into that. There is no race this week. Uh, the next time they race the trucks will be... Uh, in Kentucky, it'll be July 7th, 2011. It'll be the weekend of that uh, Quaker State race. So that's what the, uh, the events are for this week. Now, the, um, like I said earlier in the show, I'm producing this on Friday. They actually ran uh, both sets of practices today, the, uh, the first practice and then, of course, the second practice, the final practice. And then tomorrow, June 18th, Saturday, they'll be qualifying for the Nextel Sprint Cup Series. So the qualifying will take place Saturday at 110. And, of course, as always, you can catch that on the Speed Channel. Uh, also, then Sunday, of course, the driver introductions and uh, the race. That's pretty much what we've got going on. Uh, look for uh, Clint Boyer in the nationwide race this week. If he's in a car, uh, I like his chances. He's doing. He's uh, he's going to be running really well here this weekend. I think he's one of the guys that I've, I've looking just initially at the chassis information, and I'll get into all that stuff here as we get into this particular show uh but i like his his setup that he's going to be running and uh, you know he didn't look too bad in the first practice now what they what i on the in the first practice david reagan was uh the uh, leader of the first practice in the ups ford but there was only really three drivers that put together 10 uh consecutive lap averages uh and that was Juan Pablo Montoya, Jamie McMurray, and Travis Quapel. Uh, so not nothing really shaken up in the first practice. Nothing real exciting jumping off the page. Uh, Casey Kane looked decent. Kurt Busch did as well. Kevin Harvick. Uh, I think Kevin Harvick this week is going to be one of the one of the potential winners as well. So I expect some good things out of RCR. Uh, this weekend with uh, Clint Boyer and Kevin Harvick. We'll see where they end up on the card. If they do, we'll have to take a look at the matchups that are out there. Uh, now, the early odds for this particular race uh, have Carl Edwards is your early race day card favorite, and he was a 4-1. Uh, you can catch him at a 5-1 to one around most places. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Now, here's an interesting fact. Jimmy Johnson has never won here at Michigan. He's had 18 runs, uh, eight, uh, 18 runs, and only two top five finishes for for Jimmy Johnson, and they've got him at a seven to one. So uh, that's not a lot of value with race results like that. Now, last year uh, from Michigan, it was Denny Hamlin in the June race that took home victory, uh, and that was. You know, uh, 
I mean, he had a, you know, he, he won in Pocono and then he turns around and comes to Michigan and he wins in Michigan. So, you know, can Jeff Gordon uh, do the same kind of thing? I, 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 you know, it's possible because, I mean, Jeff Gordon, he's, he's won uh, twice here as well, but in 36 races for Gordon, he's had 18 top fives. So 50% of the time that Gordon has run here, he's finished in the top five. You can get him at 10 to 1, 11 to 1. Heck, you can even, I see him some places at 12 to 1. So some fantastic numbers out there. Uh, going down the rest of the board, Kyle Busch, he's 12 to 1. Uh, you can get Denny Hamlin at 10 or 11 to 1. Uh, Kevin Harvick is 11 to 1, 12 to 1. T uh, Tony Stewart, 12 to 1. Matt Kenseth, 12, 10 to 1. Excuse me. Kurt Busch, 15 to 1. Now something about Kurt Busch. Uh, since Dodge came back to NASCAR uh, here at Michigan, there's been uh, since, and that was back in 2001. Since Dodge came back to uh, NASCAR racing six times at Michigan International Speedway uh, since 01, has a Dodge won. A couple of those were Ryan Newman, uh, Kurt Busch, a couple of times there. Uh, so a lot of success for the Dodge manufacturers uh, since they came back. And just looking at the uh, first practices, uh, Kurt Busch was, of course, the top dodge uh, with, with practice speeds. And um, he's a 15-to-1. So Kurt Busch looked really good last weekend when he did get out front. Uh, you know, he's had a tendency to qualify really well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he may be somebody you may want to look at grabbing uh, a little bit of action on before the qualifying takes place. Now, I, I've done that before. Now, I usually, uh, you know, I do that on a personal uh, level where I'll bet cars before they qualify. Uh, but I always go with my race day card on Sunday. Uh, it's just, it's it's the way I do it, it, it because most people, uh, they don't have a lot of time to, to be you know, with me, communicating with me throughout the week. So uh, I've always given out my card uh, on Sunday. And so I'm, you know, I, I, I lose value with the card uh, because of the fact that uh, they've already qualified and stuff. But so many things can happen. It's just a, it's just a habit of mine that I, I don't believe in doing that. I like to uh, wait till after everything settles and the cars are parked. Uh, to get my money down on these on these drivers, and then sometimes you'll lose some of these odds, but uh, that's okay. Uh, that's just how we've always done it, and uh, I, we've had success, so I'm not going to stop doing that. Uh, Dale Earnhardt, he's at 10 to one. Clint Boyer, he's 25 to one. Uh, Mark Martin, now here's an interesting one. Mark Martin won in the 09 race, and he led only one lap, and it was enough to win the race. He's at 40 to one. Uh, but Mark Martin's got five wins, uh, two behind Bill Elliott, and of course David Pearson is the all-time uh, race winner uh, from Michigan International Speedway. He's won there nine times. Um, looking at some of the uh, other practice runs here, in the second uh, for the second uh, final practice session, uh, Clint Boyer was uh, was not the top dog. But he was the top best for 10 consecutive lap average. So he, uh, he overall ranked 26th, 
but he had the best car for 10 laps consecutively in uh, practice. So Clint Boyer, uh, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, so it's, it's misleading. You, if you watch these practices, you get more information out of them than just looking at the statistics because you, you know, just because, I mean, here's an example. Clint Boyer was 26th overall in practice, so it doesn't look like he had that great of a practice, but he put together the fastest 10 laps on the track. So, you know, Mark Martin was second, Kevin Harvick was third, Jeff Gordon was fourth, and uh, David Reagan was fifth with the best 10 lap uh, consecutive averages. Uh, David Strimmey, J.J. Yaley, Travis Quapple, they ran the fastest laps, though, uh, as did Jimmy Johnson, fourth, and Dale Earnhardt, Jr., uh, fifth for the final practice run from Michigan. So a little bit of information that we don't normally get to talk about uh, for practice sessions. Uh, but Carl Edwards, now I'm looking, now this is what I'm looking at now. I'm looking at drivers, the active drivers at Michigan uh, all time and what kind of results they have. Well, Carl Edwards is your top dog with an average finish of 6.31. He's raced 13 times and had eight top five finishes, and he's won twice. And, of course, that is why he is your race day favorite uh, from MIS, Michigan International Speedway. So that's kind of what's going on uh, for the, the drivers. Now, uh, Mark Martin, of course, and Bill Elliott are your all-time leaders among active drivers. Uh, Bill Elliott will not be in a car this Sunday. Uh, so Mark Martin is the top dog. Bobby Labonte's got three wins here. Ryan Newman's got two. Kurt Busch has got two. Uh, Casey Kane's got a win. Kevin Harvick's got a win. Greg Biffle's got a couple wins. Gordon's got a couple wins. And Matt Kenseth as well. So Roush Fenway, uh, they've Jack Roush has got 11 wins here as an owner. Uh, second best uh, with the uh, Wood Brothers, also with 11 wins, of course. David Pearson running all those years with the Wood Brothers. And then, of course, Roush Fenway. Uh, they've had a lot of success in recent years from Michigan International. Uh, looks like, uh, you know, it's looking like David Reagan could be somebody worth a look at on a head-to-head -head this week. Uh, he is going to be on some head-to-heads. I looked already at the board, and uh, they've got him on there. He uh, last ran this in the All-Star race, this chassis that he's going to be running, and he finished eighth. Uh, and then in 2010, the same chassis ran, uh, Carl Edwards ran it in Phoenix, and it finished first. So uh, look for David Reagan to have a solid run on Sunday. Um, I, like, I, I really like the notes that I've got right here on Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick uh, is going to race the number 299 chassis. The team utilized this car twice in 2010 and twice this year in 2011. Last season, uh, Harvick recorded a second-place finish in Vegas and also 19th at Michigan with this car, uh, but he's also driven this one this year to a Fontana win out in California and then a 10th-place finish in Dover. So some success that he's had with this car. He looked good in practice. Um, you know, I like Kevin Harvick. Uh, I liked him last week. I think he'll probably qualify better this week, uh, and I think he'll be up front. So uh, look for me to be taking a close look at him. He's You can grab him at 12-1, to 1, uh, but uh, don't take all the value away from me, guys, if you're going to get on him early. Uh, some other information, Jeff Burton, I think I might have mentioned this already. 
He's going to be racing the same car that Kevin Harvick raced in last week, which I knew if they did well in it that it would see track time again this week, and I was right, but it's just going to be that Jeff Burton's going to be riding in that car. And, you know, that's great. Jeff Burton really hasn't been doing anything, so uh, I'll be a little interesting to see uh, how he does. I probably will not bet on Jeff Burton, but, you know, he's, he's going to be in a strong car. Uh, I just don't know about this team this year. They're having a lot of struggles. Uh, but Clint Boyer, I had mentioned, uh, this Chevy was built new in 2011. He's seen, uh, he's run it twice this year. And uh, the first one was a runner-up finish at Texas. And then uh, he raced in the Coca-Cola 600 where he was in 15th place. So a uh, decent car for Clint Boyer. Uh, I'm interested to see how he looks in qualifying as well. But I certainly like uh, I like our success chances uh, with the RCR cars this weekend. Uh, so I probably will not write them out uh, of the card. But Carl Edwards, he's racing uh, one that ran he ran in Dover. It finished seventh place in Dover. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, though, uh, here's an interesting one. Finished 28th in this chassis in Charlotte and uh, crossed the finish line 16th in Las Vegas, so not a huge amount of success with this car and not a lot of success uh, from Michigan with this team. So, you know, maybe he's somebody that we're actually going to look to bet against this week. Um, you know, but I don't think he'll be on the card uh, for the win bets this week. Carl Edwards definitely looks like a strong candidate, as does the, the RCR guys along with Jeff Gordon. Uh, so, you know, that that's what I'm thinking about. We got any notes on Gordon? Uh, no notes on Gordon. Kyle Busch, brand-new chassis. Uh, this will be the first time this, this car has run. Kyle Busch as well. Not a lot of success here. Uh, let's see. He's raced 12 times and had one top-five finish and only three top-tens. So not a lot of success for Kyle Busch. He's struggled here in Michigan, and we'll be looking to bet against him uh, on some of these head-to-heads as well. Uh, Denny Hamlin's had some success here uh, with that team, and I think they had a disappointing run last week with the, with the tire at the end of the race there. Uh, but he's run 10 times here and had four top five finishes. So Denny Hamlin gets a strong look. He's early 10-1, uh, 11-1. Uh, so that 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 pretty much what's going on uh, from Michigan. I think we've gotten a lot of information out to you uh, for this particular show. We've talked about some practice runs. We've talked about the chassis. We've talked about some uh, the different statistics, and uh, also we've talked about the odds. Now, one of the things I want guys to understand if they're coming in here for the first time listening to the show, I always put my race day card out on Sunday. Uh, usually for the Sunday races like this one that goes off at noon, uh, or excuse me, 1 Eastern time, uh, noon my time, I'm in Central time, this race goes off at uh, 1 o'clock. You know, the, the bookmakers are very delayed in getting the head-to-head matchups out into the uh to, to you, so you, you, we get very limited amount of time. They get generally by 10.30, they have released them. Uh, I've already decided who I'm going to be betting on. Uh, it's just I'm waiting for the odds to determine the percentages that we'll be wagering on each one of these head-to-heads. Uh, I do, you know, weight my different 
head to heads differently, but the maximum amount of risk that we ever bet on our head to heads is 8.6% combined of our uh, season bankroll. So if you're wanting to start betting NASCAR, uh, it's you've got to establish a season bankroll, whether it's a thousand dollars, ten thousand, or a hundred thousand. Uh, it doesn't matter, but you have to establish that dollar amount so that you can bet accordingly uh, with my recommended percentages on risk that you'll see on Sunday with the race day card. Also, reminder again, Tuesday, check me out on Today in Sports Betting with R.J. Bell. We're going to talk about the basics of uh, NASCAR betting. So check that out if you're new to NASCAR betting or you're just starting to get into it. Uh, give that a listen. We'll talk all about that. We'll spend plenty of time with RJ. It should be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. This has been a great show, and I uh, really appreciate everybody coming back in here. Uh, sorry it was late getting out to you. Of course, you know, I make sure I always get it out in the forums each and every week, uh, but we're going to come to you each and every week uh, for this, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping in, everybody. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly.